Critical Conversations, episode 10? 10 or 11. One of the 10 two. or 11. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting into that range where I no longer can remember off the top of my head. Yep. Which, which means uh, it's been going a little bit. Yeah, it's exciting. It's like 10 weeks is a long time to be doing something. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, we started this a while back. So yeah, welcome back. If it's your first time, good to have you here for the first time. Critical Conversations is an effort to have better conversations regarding politics, current events, news, hold ourselves accountable to be responsible consumers and have important dialogues that uh, I think we're having a hard time having as a nation. So <laughs> we're yeah. working on that. And uh, yeah, I, my name is Sam Castles, my co-host, Jared Bessie, as always. Okay. It's good to have you back. Uh, yes, good to be yeah, here. what are we talking about today, Jared? So we're going to do a little bit of some election bullet points as we're getting really close. So we're recording this on Thursday, as we usually do, and uh, the election's in five days. Five days. <laughs> so yes. it is coming up fast. Yeah. Um, By the time we're publishing this, it'll be two days away or three days, yeah. depending on how you count it. Yeah, exactly. So very soon. Uh, so we just want to talk about a little bit where the polls are at. I mentioned a couple things last week, but uh, we just wanted to do a brief, a briefer episode today and just kind of look where we're at, look what's going to happen, maybe talk through some uh, different scenarios, uh, talk a little bit about polling in general, um, yep. and go from there. Yeah, so. yeah, a little preview. Everyone's got opinions. I'm personally really excited to see how it shakes out. And yeah, yeah. It's on everyone's mind, I guess. What's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. All right, do you want to give us some um, basic polling numbers of where we're at right now? Yeah, so I'm going to just... change even since last week, so... Yes, true. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump and share my screen here. Uh, This is basically 538's um, election tracker. We've talked about this on the show before it's something that i like checking and i think they do a good job of sort of not just looking at national polling but breaking down all of the state polling and historically looking at where the uh, margin of error is and and using that as you know a statistical way to interpret well what are the the possible scenarios where we can get either candidate to 270. so this is the the current count and it has biden way up 89 to uh, 11 and again i know a lot of people are quick to not trust the polls and i i understand that sentiment i think a lot of america is there right now so obviously this is based on polling and your opinions on polling is going to affect that and you know experts might have different opinions and it's quite a mess isn't it jared (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just thinking we were just listening you know talking about uh like why we should trust polls, why we shouldn't trust polls. And um, 538 has been very uh, bullish on Trump since the beginning, especially in 2016, if you go back, compared to a lot of other uh, media sites. And, you know, I think pretty much everyone, myself included, thought in 2016 it was going to be pretty um, sure one way or the other. And obviously that was not the case. Um, You know, Trump pulled the upset. But 538 had him at 30% chance, which is not that unlikely. Now at an 11% chance, that is um, significantly less. Uh, So definitely interesting to compare that. And I think while a lot of people still don't, you know, may not trust polls because of 2016, because they were told by the media so often that they were going to 
you know, Trump was going to lose, that they're hesitant to say that one way or the other this time. But I think these polls are uh, much stronger than they were in 2016. Uh, yeah, So absolutely. Yeah, the polling, um, you know, it's always has a chance to be wrong or in one direction, but they've definitely worked on what they got wrong in 2016. And yeah, the polling has been pretty steady. There's been a few outliers here and there, but these are all, again, based on averages. So right. um, not you a lot, but definitely a good picture. Yeah. I'm trying you to find to the actual this. map. Uh, we can we can start here. I'm yeah, I was like, I just I like the snake map a lot. So yeah, um, I think I'm gonna also gold. pull up two seventy to win. Okay, yeah, that's great. So as a reminder for people that aren't super political, um, two hundred seventy electoral votes is what you need to take the presidency. Um, yep. So that's based on the polling or based on the voting in your state, the electoral college then votes. So it's you know, each state has a certain amount and then they, then they're the ones that actually vote on who's president, not the person. And so when you get 270, you win the election. Um, so yeah, that's why you see like what those, all those numbers mean. Right. Yeah. So 270 yeah. wins a cool, a cool site where they have like lots of cool maps that you can play around with. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So we just wanted to break down a few possible scenarios. Um, obviously, Biden is ahead um, in the polling, but there are some scenarios where Trump could win, and we just wanted to talk about what right, those look 11, like. Because eleven percent chance is nothing. Like that's right, exactly, you know, not a 0.02 percent chance, right? Like it's eleven's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people will talk about like thinking about poker or some other odds or cards game to sort of give a good picture for what it's like. And I, I do think poker, I mean, is a really good example. You know, it's like when you're down and that last card's being flipped and you're in this scenario where I, I have to get a pair of kings or something. I have to see a king come up and, uh, you know, there's maybe 13 cards out there and you need the one card. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's kind of what it, what it feels like. But we all know that sometimes that king shows up. So. Yeah, uh, exactly right. Sometimes it happens. So sometimes it happens. Um, all right, well. So this snake map is really cool. So basically it shows all of the different states and they're proportionalized to their electoral uh, votes. And it kind of has like a line down the middle of the 270 in which side like is gonna win basically. Um, yes. And has the states kind of laid out. Um, so right now they have, what's the exact number? Does it say? Um, Does it say the, margin for yeah it doesn't there, say but, here but well i'm sure we could deduce like you could add it up 270 but. that's 11 29 that's 40 45 55 70 so this would be like what 390 yeah, 300 something something, yeah. something large so a lot but i mean again those all those states so ohio georgia North Carolina, Florida, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, those are all like swing votes that are favoring favoring Biden right now. But they're all really small. Like, I mean, Ohio is 49.5 to 49, like literally tied. <laughs> right. Uh, These are really close. So they're, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that Biden's a sure, a sure vote in those spots. Yeah. So. These are uh, kind of called the toss-up states. Yep. 
but it is important to know that they're at least leaning Biden at this time, a lot of these toss-ups. Right. So something that Jared and I have been thinking from the beginning, and it, it seems, or not the beginning, but we kind of summarized from the polls, is that if Trump wins, it'll probably be a close, close vote. Uh, he'll probably barely get over 270. And yep. there's a lot of ways that Biden could win, like, um, you Pretty know, smashingly. Again, <laughs> yeah, assuming you're trusting the polling here. We can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But one of the scenarios where Trump wins is like he needs to win all of these toss-ups, basically. And then he needs to flip a couple of these light blue ones, like maybe uh, Pennsylvania and Arizona. If those go red, yep. that's a, you go. that would be a good scenario for Trump. Um, but something horrendous like losing Florida makes it really, really hard for him to win. Right, because it's just, you know, if Trump's margin of error is so small, like losing just one state, you know, he has to win like seven versus right. just one. And, you know, all those toss-up states, it's like odds are you're probably going to lose one and it's, you know, that's it. So. Something that I, I've seen uh, Nate Silver talk about on, here on 538 is that you can sort of pick your own, where's that link where you can kind of pick your own map? How do I do it? I yeah, I don't know. That's There's like a, that yeah, one. here it is. Where basically... Choose your battleground winners. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and so something that you see happen, so like right now, these are like very light blue, those would be leaning Biden. But right. if, if you say, okay, Trump is got like a 35% chance by 538's calculations of winning Florida, let's say he gets it, it also gives him a serious boost in all these other states. And right, because odds are that if he's winning in, you know, one that they didn't think he might be, he might be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, the way he says it is the polls are correlated, right? So if we start to see that Trump is outperforming in Florida, it probably means he's going to outperform in other states or that the margin of error has, is, now has to shift. And that doesn't mean that, like, his odds are of 11% are not correct. Like it's still 11% at the end of the day, but like come, you know, Tuesday, if Florida does break for Trump, that gives him a big boost. Um, right. And things start to get a lot easier. So I think that's important to remember. Um, but yeah, Trump is going to need, he's going to need Florida. He's going to probably need Pennsylvania and all those toss ups. Yeah, really. Like, even though you switch Florida and all those other states kind of switch, it's like it's still <laughs> Biden's still gonna win. Oh my! What did you just yeah. click? I just put it. Oh, back to Florida. Yeah, Florida to Biden. <laughs> and his chance goes up to a ninety-nine <laughs> percent. Yeah, things go really bad at that point. So, yep. Um, I definitely recommend you guys feel free to like go on five thirty-eight, click around with a few things. Um, I. I I think at the end of the day it like we said it's possible for trump to win but he's gonna need i think the polls to be wrong in his favor and then i think he's gonna need a little bit of extra juice on top of that yep yeah, what, yeah do you feel like uh you feel like you trust the polls jared i would say yes i'm not as jaded as i think i think in 2016 i was trusting of the polls too but there was it was within the margin of error and a lot of people are like a lot, it was still a high percentage that he could win. And I think yeah, there was a lot of momentum 
and he ran a really strong campaign in the states that he needed to run. I mean, you look back at Hillary, and she didn't talk to any of these states that she didn't think she had any chance, or that she thought she had secured pretty well. And she's those last yeah. few weeks of the election, she was just like hanging out. And Trump yeah. was like pushing really, really hard. I don't think we see that. Um, I still think he has a strong base, and I think they're going to show up and they're going to vote. Uh, but I just don't know if this, if it's enough this time. Yeah, I could be wrong though. So. Yeah, there's just so many factors like at play. I mean, you've got COVID to think about. There's all this mail-in stuff. I yeah. think a lot of a lot of voters are not enthusiastic about Biden, but they're very enthusiastic about getting Trump out of office. And I think a lot of Trump voters are enthusiastic about voting for Trump. Not all of them, obviously, but um, right. yeah. I, I, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, Trump, Trump voters are going to be more enthusiastic. They're going to be more likely to show up in a pandemic. They're going to be more likely to wait in the lines. Whereas Democrats might tend to be a little bit more fearful of COVID, might want to request right. a mail-in ballot, but then things get right. delayed. Still, you forget to fill up. it out and it gets lost in the mail or you don't postmark it by the right day. Or right. All of this stuff, like we had talked about in the past, like voting, voting by mail is actually can be a little bit of a hassle and it's yeah, not I as mean, easy yeah. as people make it out to be. You forget and then it's too late to request it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I definitely, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Right. Uh, like, I think the polls can account for some of this, but it seems like predicting all of the factors correctly. Especially, yeah, like especially this, order. yeah, especially this year, like, there's going to be a lot of craziness. So I would yeah. say, like, also, though, um, you know, pretty much every media source, every, like, commercial you watch, every website you go on is, like, telling you to vote. I feel like even more so than 2016 did. And a lot oh, yeah. of people are targeting for more liberal people, you know. Younger like, demographics. Yeah. Yep, younger demographics that are more likely to vote Democrat. And so yep. um, I think that, yep, could that will definitely play a part. That's going to play a factor too. Uh, and I yeah. think more young people are going to vote this time than they did in 2016. So Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I, I know Biden, like, a big part of his campaign has been trying to appeal to young voters, but also right. like wanting to appear moderate. And I, that's a delicate line because a lot of the young voters tend to be more further left and wanted to have Bernie Sanders and right. are unhappy with Biden and are not going to vote for either situations like that. So yeah, he really needs to get that young vote out, I think. Oh, for sure. So I, a red wave where Trump wins by a lot would basically mean the polls will never recover right <laughs> no i think that's yeah the the no one is predicting that even close to like yeah the odds of that are so tiny and small according to the polls right that we would just be like well they're all wrong and we have a flawed system yeah. and who knows right because 2016 wasn't upset and a lot of like there were some polls that were definitely wrong and there were right especially some local or, state polls that were like oh they they really asking the wrong people yeah right and they weren't accounting for education and a lot of polls and like that ended up mattering a lot yep and yeah it it's really it's really interesting but it sort of in hindsight was kind of explainable people were like okay yeah like we talked about with nate silver like hey there were people saying 30 percent um but if it happens this time in a big red, red wave 
it won't be explainable. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, well. So yeah, they'll have to figure that out. So that's why I think it's probably very unlikely. I think if Trump wins, like we said, it's going to be a very narrow margin. I think it's probably more likely that Biden's got it, but very silly, like we said, to say it either way. Um, and I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was some of the other external like scenarios revolving around um, contested election yeah. or what other scenarios could happen. Like we've heard a lot of people saying, oh, we might not know until December, we might not know until January, the Supreme Court might get involved. Like we can break down a little bit of those possible scenarios as well. Yeah, so I think we've, have talked a little bit about like, okay, when is actually, when are we actually going to know the election, what election results, right? Um, because with a lot of mail-in ballots, like that can be coming in later and it's like, okay, so who, when is actually, are we going to know who wins? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think we'll know by the end of the week, like 99% sure. Um, right. I, I think it's going to be either a really late night on election night or the next day before we have a pretty good idea. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, 9, 10 PM. We're like, Oh, okay. Yep. We're pretty confident. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Unless it's a big blue wave. Unless it's a really big blue wave. And like he wins Florida yeah. pretty quickly. And if he gets Texas. It's Texas. Over. It's really over, uh, which yeah, isn't out so, of possibility. I've been reading about that this week and it's like, yeah, Texas is moving more and more blue, especially with all the influx in the last four years in the last two years of people from California and people from other, yep. you know, more liberal states that have come here. Right. Yeah. I was looking the other day, like in the, at some of the biggest cities in America and um, still like number four is Houston. I think yep. number nine is Dallas, but I think number seven was Houston or, or uh, Austin, Austin or San Antonio. Like, yeah, there's some big, the big cities in there. They are, you know, very blue. So yeah. And they're growing like crazy. I mean, all the other comparable cities, like large top 10, top 15 cities grow by a little bit, but the Texas ones were like growing by 10% in 10 years and just like more than double a lot of the other growth rates of these uh, comparable cities. So yeah, I mean, people are moving to Texas like crazy. Um, so that is a serious demographic shift. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. So yeah, you're, I think you're right. Like those, that would be a scenario we would know early. Um, I think the scenarios where we see something that takes a long time is where we have a scenario where Trump uh, has a lot of the early vote and in-person votes. And then we start to see the mail-in ballots trickle in, which tend to be more Democrats. We know Democrats have requested yeah. a lot more mail-in ballots. So as those come in, as those get counted, some, some states are different. We're going to look at this in a second, where how, how late does it have to be postmarked or when can it arrive, all of this stuff. Um, right. And that's, I think, the scenario where we could, like you said, wait until the end of the week as those come in and we start to see Biden catch up. I think, yeah, we think we're going to have kind of an interesting swing because all the early votes that are going to come in, like the early mail-in ballots, are going to come in and be like in favor of Biden because they're more likely to vote through early vote or through mail-in ballots. And then we'll kind of see a shift to Trump as everyone in person votes. And then we'll probably see a shift back to Biden. Um, right. I think it'll be an interesting little pendulum there. 
Yeah, so I found this neat uh, New York Times article. Or article, it's more of a spreadsheet, I guess. Um, I'll go ahead and put that up. And it's talking about how long uh, each state will take to count votes and sort of the timing of each state. So there's, uh, it's, it's basically an Excel sheet and a table. Right. So you have your state, the timing of the results, kind of, this is sort of their like take on it. This is like their summary. And then here's some quick um, stats where it's like, wh when the last polls closed in that state, is it midnight, 8 p.m., 9, 8.30, 11? Like they're all different right here. They're all different, five. which is why it takes so long at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Yep. Um, type of ballots reported first. So like in Alabama, there's no particular order. Alaska, they're doing early in-person and election day ballots. And then the mail-in ballots are allowed to come in later. So those will be a bit later. And then the last one is, yeah, so can postmark ballots arrive later. And then do those who request a mail ballot, but vote in person instead cast a provisional ballot. What does this actually mean? Those who request mail-in ballot, but vote in person instead cast a provisional ballot. So I think it's like if you request one, and then you end up voting in person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what digital ballot is. I, think I guess that means you're allowed to vote, but like if it, it's not going to get counted until later when because, you in, because they have to make sure you didn't vote twice. Oh, uh, yes, like that. that's probably right. Also, um, what's interesting about the Alaska one, it says the yes postmarked ballots can arrive by November 13th, but no mail-in ballots can be counted until the 10th. Wow, so They won't even start counting them till the 10th? Well, the important thing to remember about Alaska is it never it really matter. matters. I know, it's, <laughs> just, it's, it's just really interesting. Because they're yeah. gonna be like, you know, a week later, like, oh yeah, but we're just starting to count our next ballots. Right, right, yeah. Okay. Yep. The ones that are gonna matter are like, toss-up states that we talked about um, yep. like it doesn't if Alaska has a weird one well I guess that's weird but it's small and it's already leaning Republican or likely right. it's likely to be so broken it always has been yeah so if, yeah. if there's any controversy or delays it probably won't be at the hands of Alaska yeah, and so, that may be how they always do it and I just didn't yeah know, yeah know right that. so Arizona that's a big swing state um, Trump's going to need to win that to bring it home. They're going to be counting early votes in person and mail-in ballots arriving before election day and postmark ballots cannot arrive later. So this is... We'll probably like, know that evening for Arizona. Yeah. Officials are not predicting the share of ballots that were reported by Wednesday. A new law allows officials to count mail-in votes starting two weeks before the election. So right, we're well into that. They can start counting them. They're already counting them now so that they don't, they can do yeah. something that night. So that's why it says are likely to be relatively stronger for Mr. Biden because those early votes and the mail-in ballots are probably, like you said, first. more likely to be Democrat, more likely to be counted first. Um, these don't really matter. These are all likely uh, one way or another. Florida's a toss-up. Definitely, like we said, this is going to be a huge one. Um, all early voting and previously tabulated mail ballots, which are likely to be strong for Mr. Biden, should be reported by 8.30. So that'll be like right away. Polls close at 8, most at 7. Um, 
Officials did not make a projection for the timing of full unofficial results, but they were allowed to process early routing ballots starting weeks before the election. They've already started counting these. Right. So as soon as this rolls around at 8 uh, or 8.30, we should see a big swing for Biden, and then those November 3rd votes might push back towards Trump. So. Yep. Uh, Georgia's a toss-up. Iowa's yep. a toss-up. Oh, yeah, I skipped Georgia. I skipped Georgia, which I think will – there's probably not going to be as many mail-in ballots there, but right. And I definitely oh, want to feel like we have to read all of these, but yeah, it could take a couple days to be standard value. Secretary of State says he expects November fourth to yeah. See, this is what I'm saying about like two days later, like, yeah. About two days, you know. I think yeah. we're so used to election night snowing who's going to win, and like right, it may not be the case. <laughs> Yeah, it got called so late in 2016. Did you stay up for it, the whole yeah. thing? Yeah. I did too. I didn't plan to, but then no, I didn't when, either because you know, it just kept happening. And I was like, wait, could he actually win? Could Biden or could Trump actually win? And it was like, yeah. But I had to stay up to find out what happened. Yeah. I don't know when was, went to bed, though, thinking that Trump had lost. Was, I woke up. Right. Like, what? <laughs> that was a bizarre day. Was, yes. Wild. The next day, like, I mean, we were both in college, like, nothing got done in any of the classes, like. No, everyone was just talking about it, like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was so wild. <laughs> yeah, I was in uh, Calculus 3 at, like, 10 in the morning, and we spent the whole class talking about the election, and then, like, it got to where we were, like, 10 minutes left in the class, we hadn't done any math, and the professor was just like, well, if no one has any more election stuff, we have to talk about calculus. And then someone was like, I have a question about election stuff. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, good. Because he definitely did prepare a lecture that day. Oh, my gosh. Right, yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, really funny. Um, um, Iowa, confident they'll have a f unofficial results in a timely fashion like well, we do for Evelyn. Did these guys not think we remembered the <laughs> Yeah, just a few months year? ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, I have some friends in Iowa, and I gave them so much crap at the last at the primaries because how the There's, disaster it was. Uh, oh, so fun. is such a weird thing. Like they all meet in a room and stand in different corners. Like oh, weird. So, and then they try to get people to come to their corner. <laughs> One of the strangest things, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they messed up before. So, but I don't yeah. think they're doing all that weird app stuff. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. To do, like, Much more standard. Stuff. Yep. But postmark ballots can arrive by November 9th. so right. it could contribute to a little bit of delay if it does come to be very close, like we talked about. Um, and I think a lot of like potential disputes down the road when people think about the Supreme Court and contested election would be for stuff like this like well if something gets lost and then it arrives like when does that get counted or you know yeah. okay maybe maybe someone ends up winning Iowa but one of the candidates could say well the law was changed like sometime close like who knows like, I feel like if it happens, it'll be around these mail-in votes. For sure. For sure. All right. What other big states? Uh, There's Texas, North Carolina. North Carolina and Ohio. Early votes sure. and mail ballots can be stronger for Biden. And then... Election day results will be for Trump. Yep. Pretty typical. They can arrive by November 12th. 
So a lot of these big states are expecting to be able to report by election night. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think a lot of the the swing states hopefully will not. But like I mean, Ohio says all ballots arriving after election day reported by November twenty eighth. That's a long ways away. That is a long way away, and Ohio's significant. So, although the, the probably the share of that votes may not matter, especially if they can call it pretty quick, you know. So it's like okay, they will technically count those, but they may not right. actually matter for the day. Right. I'm just curious to see what, like, the candidates themselves, like, call the races. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I can easily see Trump that night, if he has a strong lead, just being like, yep, we won. And then, so that if he ends up losing later, he can contest yeah. it. You know, like, I think that'll be really interesting to, to watch for on election day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it does seem after. to me, as we sort of flip through these, that Biden is the one that's expected to have the early leads. Right, but if if Trump by the end of the night, so like, let's say at 1 a.m., all the in-person come in and Trump has like a lead and then the swing back with the, the mail-in ballots. So. I, I get what you're saying, but I still feel like a lot of these, the mail-in ballots are getting counted first, you know? That's true. But, That's true. but, you're, but you're right. There will be a later push for some of these that allow them to come later. Yeah, we'll see. So I guess it'll be just like a wave. Yep. Very strange. This is a crazy time we live in. <laughs> it is wild for sure. It's fun for like yeah. someone. Yeah, I think it's just if you like politics and especially, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can feel jaded, but you know, I in my studies, like I was taught to look at politics from a very empirical standpoint. And so, like, all of this is just more like fascinating to me, you know, and yeah, yeah. As opposed to like, oh, what are the, what will this mean for the country, you know? Right. Important too, but. Right, right. It's sort of separate. Like, yeah, you know, there's like a factual, like, clinical way, and then like the emotional, personal way. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Texas. No estimate was estimate was provided for the share that will be reported by Wednesday because an excuse is required to vote by mail in Texas. Officials do not think that processing those votes will result in delays. Could in, though increased turnout could. So. That's interesting. Texas not allowing people to vote by mail unless they have an excuse. Yep. No, yeah, no one no one really can. So you have to go in. I think I talked about that a couple couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Virginia, yeah. likely. Election day, they're doing election day in-person votes first, which could lean towards Trump, and then as the night goes on, swing back towards Biden. So that's sort of opposite the way we've seen a few of them. Right, which makes sense because Virginia is, you know, going to be – probably go for bed most likely yeah wisconsin Gover governor tony evers said he expects to know the results on, on election night or by the day after at the latest these elections uh trump would hope he can win wisconsin but it's not yeah. super likely yeah so that's the end of that um wow so i guess i don't know i feel like my takeaway is if if the polls are very accurate and Biden is leading by what he's leading by, then we'll probably know by election day that Biden's got it. If Trump is the one that wins and the, the polls were underperforming for him, that's where we see probably a later decision because he's probably going to win by a narrower amount and we're going to have to wait for those ballots to come in. Yeah. Yeah, I think if 
we see there are enough swing states that favor or that like we'll we'll know by the end of election night we'll know if biden wins or not um but i think if trump keeps winning them and it's like oh i don't know these other three that haven't announced yet in the next few days like yeah be interesting so here's my next question how late are you going to stay up on tuesday november 3rd at how late, late are you willing to stay up <laughs> probably one two one i mean like i've got work but yeah you, so yeah I can I skip feel, a few hours and drink a coffee, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's what it's not like you know you're doing it every night. Like it's, it's election night, right? So. It's yeah, election probably, night. You're allowed to come in like this in the morning. <laughs> I feel like I'll stay up to like one and then see, and then if it's like yeah, they probably know the next hour. I'll stay up later, but if it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How see, that you? sounds good in principle, Jared. Like you're like, oh, one, but then one comes, and they're like, we're getting really close to calling it on. Florida. Oh, then I'll definitely like, stay up. Oh, you're yeah, like, oh, sure. I'll stay up for another thirty minutes, and they're like, we still don't know, and you're like, oh, okay, another thirty minutes. I feel yeah, like see, that's the question, like, because then it might be we still don't know for several days. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think the latest I would stay up is probably two two thirty. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, plus, like, I'm on the East Coast, too, so it's even later for me right. than you. Um, but, yeah, if they're still undecided by 2.30, I'm like, yeah, see you in the morning. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to be with some work people, so, like, maybe we'll, if, as long as we're all staying up, yeah, yeah, like, then we can not go into work till later you know like you <laughs> saw in solidarity together right <laughs> right right absolutely oh man cool well uh any anything else i think that's all i got i'm looking forward to election night so awesome uh i got a recommendation for us really so quick what you got? um you guys have probably seen it it's been everywhere this show uh queen's gambit on netflix is my recommendation for today, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and share my screen just so that we can see the some of the promotional materials. Um, so yeah, this came out I don't know last week. Yeah, just and, recently. Yeah, really recently, three days ago. Um, it's a Netflix original series. Uh, it's based on a novel. Um, I don't yeah. want to click on anything. That, Anna Taylor Joy, right? She's great. Oh, is that the actress? Yeah, she, I've seen her in a couple of different things. She's really I, I'm out of the loop. I don't, I'm sure I've seen her in something, but, um, but yeah, we, Catherine and I started it like two or three days ago. It's really good. It's, I think there's seven episodes. They're about an hour long. Um, it's about her, her story. She's like, I mean, it's fiction, but she is like an orphan who gets really into chess. And um, I can't, I haven't finished it. So if it's, ends terribly you can uh you can come back and yell at me but (laughs) so far it's been really good it kind of gives me like stranger things vibes like it's like a drama it's about this young girl at the beginning and um she kind of has this tragic past and um yeah it's really interesting always down for a good good netflix show i'm finishing up uh true detective right now the first season so uh that might be my next my next show so yeah 
And obviously, I'm recommending this because there's a lot of chess. They did a fantastic job with the chess, by the way. Too. Yeah, that's like, what, that was what I was going to ask you. Like, is it like, because, you know, yeah. when you hear about things that involve chess, you're like, okay, are they actually going to play chess? Or is right. it very, you know, movie eyes or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, no, they've done a good job. Like, this, uh, the movie takes, or the show takes place in, like, the 50s, 60s okay. um, era. So, they did a really good job keeping, like, the chess, like, true to that time and, um it's yeah they they talk about some of the games and they show a lot of action scenes like it's definitely not very technical or whatever but it, right. for like a chess nerd it's exciting to see them do it justice and the other kind of chess blockbuster was uh pawn sacrifice with toby Maguire. i don't know if you ever saw that no, i never saw it but I, I knew about it yeah yeah it was it's kind of about bobby fisher and his right. match with uh boris basky but it 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 had like some effort to be good about the chess, but then there was some where you were like, okay, this is not like, right, if you didn't know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch it, but they did a really good job with Queen's Gambit. Cool. Um, yeah. So I, I recommend it for anyone. It's pretty good. All right. Well, I think that draws us to a close. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Next week when we see you guys, the election will be decided question mark. Yes. Yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to, talk we may record a little earlier if it's like you know we're yeah. still waiting just to see you know yeah um, absolutely but yeah i can guarantee you next episode we'll just be talking about the election so um that'll be a good time what if we what if we just didn't talk about the election at all we just do it <laughs> we just like moved <laughs> on <laughs> didn't happen <laughs> we're like let's talk about steak this weekend <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, some surf and turf. So, like, you talk about steak, I'll talk about shrimp. It'll be perfect. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And then we Uh, suddenly work it all into where, like, steak represents the Republicans. Whoa. We'll be like, no, I think uh, I've had steak in uh, Florida. It's really good in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Rambles. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yes. Go ahead and outro us, Jared. Yeah. So we are on uh, Facebook as Critical Conversations. We are on Pocket Casts and YouTube and Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, most other places you can find us. Yeah. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook if you want. Like, give us date. a subscribe on YouTube. Yes. I think we're up to like thirty subscribers. Or something. Yeah, thirty subscribers. Pretty so, exciting. <laughs> Thank you for right, click the click the bell icon. You know, people say do that. <laughs> do not click the bell icon. <laughs> That's what YouTubers always say. Though, right? hours. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, oh, thanks yeah. for joining us, guys. Uh, yes, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>